Hello, I'm John Elliott and welcome to Spot On, the podcast that talks to people involved in business and public life about ideas to help Britain win. My background is manufacturing. I love making things and I'm always looking for ideas, policies, products and services that make this country a better place. That means they are spot on. Today, I'm talking to Nikki Jolly, Managing Director of HR Today, which provides bespoke human resource services for small and medium-sized businesses. Those businesses employing between 5 and 150 people. It operates across the UK from its base in the north of England. Nikki, you work in the people field. That must be tough at times. It can be because emotions are involved, aren't they? So when you're dealing with people, there's no black and white answer. People react very differently and it's about managing those expectations, I think, for people. Now then, I believe that you started in a large organisation. I did. Which is totally different to what you're doing now in a small firm dealing with smaller businesses. That's right. I worked in oil and gas for 10 years, um, which was a completely different environment. Um, but what I realised working in oil and gas is that the small businesses still needed the same support, guidance, practical advice, and to comply with legislation that the big organisations employ in-house and have teams of health and safety, HR, legal. And it made me realise my husband was self-employed and he had a number of people in his team, just small but legally, he still has to comply with the same legislation as a huge oil refinery. That's I think got... it's a little bit simpler, I think, for smaller businesses. They make more allowances, but... Slightly. The, the there laws, is, there laws is allowances, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the courts would take into consideration yes. that you're a smaller company, but the law is still a law. Absolutely. And you still have to follow process. And I think a lot of small companies try to do that, and they spend so long researching it to understand what they should be doing, not doing. They're frightened to do it in case they get it wrong. So when I started out in business, it was really interesting because I wanted to give people that security, that peace of mind and confidence that for a lot less money than employing somebody, they could come to us and get the right advice, knowing that they were doing everything they could. It doesn't stop employment tribunals, unfortunately, but what it does do is to show and demonstrate that company wasn't trying to do it wrong. They were trying to do the right thing by their people. Yes, and of course the problem that the law's very rigid... And people are very different, aren't they? And sometimes that gets mixed up a little bit, doesn't it? It does. I mean, people interpret things differently. The law is the law. But, you know, through COVID was a prime example of that. Legislation was coming out daily at one point and weekly. And we were spending hours reading, trying to decipher what it meant. And we didn't have all the answers. So clients were expecting us on Monday morning, right, what are we doing? Yeah. And we had to decipher that with the best knowledge and the best practice that we had to say, actually, it's not clear, but best practice would recommend you do this. And if the legislation changes, you won't be at fault for doing best practice. You will be in a position to say, right, legislation's changed. We need to backtrack. We'll correct it. We'll auto sort it all out. Um, and then we can get back on track. So it's about understanding. It's about the interpretation but more importantly, it's about treating people fairly and doing the right thing. Absolutely. But I think as well, you doing that, imagine each of those companies having to do it as well. Yes. The amount of time they have to take because during COVID, life was more difficult in business anyway without having the extra complication of uh, HR. I mean, full stop. Life was just so different. We weren't prepared for it. It was the unknown. People reacted very differently. And honestly, it took us hours to read this legislation. We had people join it. We did um, free Q&As for client, people that weren't clients as well as clients. 
And what we were trying to do was to save them the man hours of reading something that they still had to decipher and to put into context. So we were trying to help them with our knowledge and to support people through that process because it was challenging, it was difficult. You know, we had barristers supporting us and drafting documents for us. I think our um, furlough agreement, we've got six versions of that because it kept changing. Um, So for our clients, that was all done for them and we were drafting those for them and we were making sure that they were as compliant as they could be. But it was a minefield. Getting back into managing people as well is a minefield as well, of course, isn't it? It is. Because as we said there before, uh, we're all different. In fact, and I think even at my ripe old age, I'm still learning things. Um, uh-huh. And I think one key thing I've learned in the recent past is understand your weaknesses, but don't actually worry about changing them because that weakness is going to be difficult to change. Focus on your strengths and deal with your weaknesses. Yeah, one of my favourite directors when I started in oil and gas once said to me, I know my weaknesses and I surround my people with those strengths. Because I won't ever change my weaknesses, but if I've got a team, as a team, we will make success. And I've learned that all the way along. It's like we all learn, and I think if people appreciate, people learn all the time. People try to work on improving their weaknesses. And it, yeah, you're better off working on your strengths. Absolutely, and add the value where you can and get the support where you're weak. Because I think actually a strength is often a weakness. If, if you divide people into two groups, and of course it's more complicated than that, some people are good at ideas. Mm-hmm. And some good people are good at implementation. Yes. And the different skills, because people who are good at ideas have got to be free thinking. Mm-hmm. People who have got to deliver have got to be focused. Yeah. Those are opposite skills. So if you're very good at one, you're very bad at the other. That's me. I'm great at solving the problem. I'm great top line. Ask me anything. I'll come up with solutions. Ask me to actually do it and implement it. Right. You'll be waiting a long time. But my team are fantastic, because that's why I've employed them, to then deliver and to support the clients in their weaknesses. And that's what it's about. And people are all the same. We all have these different abilities. Yeah. And it's just with the same being them. different. Same at being different. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally get it. But do we look at those traits in recruitment? I mean, we tend to look at skills and knowledge because that's easy to measure, isn't it? It is. Yeah. But to look, understand those traits, which are important in people. I wonder if there's enough done at that in recruitment. Certainly not at the moment because recruitment is so difficult. I think there's a lot of desperation, and I think even getting people to turn up for interviews at the moment is impossible. You know, I had a client the other day said, we're working on 20% turn up. So they book interviews and only 20% are coming. Um, when they come... And that's countrywide, isn't it? That is countrywide at the moment. Why is that then? Why is that? Why, why is that? What's caused that change? I think there's a number of factors. I think COVID made people reevaluate. I think, um, you know, locally we've got a prime example of that. So we've got a lot of our restaurateurs, chefs, waitresses who've gone and got jobs at Amazon because they offer more money, they're less hours and they don't have to work evenings. Yeah, so different they're at hours. home Rather than less family. hours, it's, it's a different time. Yeah, so they're earning more money and spending time with their family. Mm. So their balance has changed. Now, if you're asking me personally that won't float their boat forever. If you were a chef who was creative and we're talking about problem solving and you know having that inspiration and doing things, they're not going to necessarily want to work somewhere like Amazon for the next 20 years. So I do think things will come round. But at the moment, the big thing for most people is work-life balance. 
And COVID created that because we got trapped in an environment we weren't used to. We weren't socially active with people. We weren't interacting with people. We weren't allowed to do the things we took for granted, going on holiday, going out for food. And, you know, everything was taken away from us. So at the moment, people are in this sort of area that they don't know what they really want. But I think we're back to normal now almost. Um, personally, I think we're almost back to where we were. You know, um, we're free to move around. I've had COVID recently, and I was surprised how mild it was, actually. Mm -hmm. um, so I think we're back to normal. Almost. I think in terms of day-to-day, -day, freedom, doing what we want to yep. do, absolutely back to normal. In terms of people's state of mind, thought process of what they want out of life, I think we're a long way off. I think mental health... Well, let's, let's talk about mental health a little bit. Okay, I think at the moment we're seeing a huge rise in mental health. I actually think it's going to take years to come out of what's come out of that. I think everybody's been affected in different ways. And I think we're seeing some people deal with that now. Some it will take years to actually come out and flush out what it is and what the problem is. Because mental health is a bit like you were saying, you've got creative people and you've got implementation people. Mental health isn't a ticky box that goes, oh, I've got mental health, how do I deal with it? It comes out in different ways in everybody. So people are struggling now, but they don't know why they're struggling. They don't understand it. And I don't think any of us fully understand mental health to the capability that we're going to need to for dealing with this. I mean, we've got a generation of children that still don't know how to interact because they never went to school when they were meant to go to school. Well, and see, all the people that I know don't fit in that category. I don't know whether it's unusual. Kids that I know that go to school that are related to me quite enjoyed being off, actually. They didn't have any mental problems with it. But I think the start out early years, so my... Yeah, but that, don't you think children are very resourceful and they can deal with things, take them in the stride? I think and now we're not come. making a meal of it, merely. Never, that's creating the problem by talking about it and talking about is it, is it really a mental health, mental health problem. I agree mental health is used as an excuse for a lot of things and I think it no, should be. I think it's real. Be, but I think but it's normal. It is real. Um, so... I've got an example. I've got a family. They've got three children. One had started school. One was too little to know. It was a baby. And one should have started school. The, the older one and the younger one are fine at interaction. The middle one is shy, reserved, held back, doesn't know how but to But that might have been that he or she. I'm not Personality. Was like yes. that anyway, you see. Um, and therefore, because we're all different. I mean, I've got two grandchildren that are, that are twins. Mm -hmm. So they've had the same environment. But totally They're totally different. different. Yeah. They've got different traits. And I think you're born with those traits. And they do change with experience. Um, and I, I think most people who are ambitious and trying hard will have bad days. And that's why they're good. Now, is that mental illness or just a bad day? You know, if, you do, if, if you're not happy with day. your performance... Uh, do something about it. But it worries you. And that's why you succeed, of course, because you do worry about it. And I think people... Who, don't care, don't have any problem with mental health. So I think it's something that goes with the territory, and I think it's fairly normal, and we can deal with it. And I think by making a big thing about it... We never used to talk about it. It's about lots of other things. We never used to talk about it. Suddenly they're a big thing, and I agree with you. Well, I don't know I anyone that's got that, you see, personally. But I, I look at people and, and think, well, I can't see these things that people are talking about, like people have changed their personalities totally because of being locked down. And we are only locked down for four weeks, weren't we, People talk about a lockdown. Yeah, I mean, it was on and off, wasn't it? Well, no, it was the first four weeks, if you remember, the first four weeks started March the 23rd. Third, yeah. The streets were empty. Yes. You know, people did really stop at home. 
But then after that, we couldn't go to certain places. We couldn't go to hospitality places, but we were free. We weren't locked down. Yeah, you could go to supermarkets and things that's like right. that. That's right, exactly. Yeah. And, and I think now, actually, looking back, I, I think that's all gone. Some of the effects are still around, like in supply chains and things. Mm. And, and recruitment is, is still there, but I'm not sure that, that it's not abnormal. And time will tell, I suppose. I think, yes. yes, I understand. And there are different categories, and there's some that are not mental I think, health. Now, I think talking about mental health is important as well, actually. Yes. If you're concerned. It's awareness, uh, isn't it? It's yes. for people to acknowledge it and uh, understand it. And employers are scared of mental health. And what we advise them is you just have to sit down and talk to the individual because you need to understand what the individual is going through and then can you help them, can you support them? And like you say, it may not be mental health, but a lot of things are being shoved under one umbrella. Yes. That's part of the problem. Well, it just mental health sounds something almost dirty, doesn't it? Uh, it does. It's something you should be ashamed of and exactly. not admit. And that's wrong. That that's is right. wrong because people suffer with it for many, many reasons. That's right. So, But awareness allows that to become less of a stigma to say I've got mental health issues. Absolutely right. That is true. That is absolutely right. But I'm not sure it's such a big problem. But dealing with people is always tricky, isn't it? Because we've all got our own opinions, um, right or wrong. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And one of our main value at EBAC is fairness. Now that doesn't mean it means it's a two way street as well. Yeah. It's everyone being fair to everyone else, and that's a matter of opinion sometimes. Of course, that doesn't mean we don't have disagreements. But we always try and focus on, is that fair? Yeah, and you get some people who don't want to give back. It's just take, take, take. And fairness is about, they've got to realise as an employee, you've got to give as well as the employer. And that's where you get the best performance and the best relationships. Yes, but you might never change that either. No, you can't change people. No. And that's where the cultural fit may not be right for your organisation with some people. And that's what we're all trying to establish. And when you're recruiting new people, because a lot of people have changed, a lot of the companies I'm dealing with, are struggling to recruit. Some companies have absolutely flourished through this process and constantly need to recruit, but they're not always getting it right, either because the skills aren't out there anymore, so they're trying with other people, but then the cultural fit doesn't work. For me, the cultural fit's the most important bit. The rest of it, you can either teach them and they can learn how to do what you need them to do. In our recruitment, we have something called ASK, attitude, skills and knowledge. Mm -hmm. Skills and knowledge you can measure and you can learn. Yes. Attitudes, pretty well you're born with it. Now, we do disguise it sometimes. Yeah. Um, we're good at that. But uh, that's, the, that's the one that you've got to understand, and it's the most important, actually. And Get it's it. sometimes the hardest, because like you say, people can act. Yes. And they can act for quite a long time. It can be several months into it. Well, I'm not think, sure it's a long time, actually. I think um, certainly through an interview, they can act through it, and maybe the first few days. But I think, I think you can soon find out if people are right, mm. um, whatever that means. Yeah, and it's hard to measure what is you, right, isn't it? You can't it? put a number on it. No. But you've got a feel for it. And I think if you try and be objective, but again, I think when you recruit someone, your first thought is to make it succeed. You want the person to succeed. Yeah. So I think you almost ignore some negatives and focus on the strengths. And then you get to a point when it goes the other way and you just look at the weaknesses and forget about the strengths. Yes. But yeah. generally speaking, most employers want the employee to succeed absolutely i mean it costs a fortune to recruit it costs a fortune to bring them into the business you know one of the biggest costs of is of a business is failed recruitment so i agree with you it you want them to, you wouldn't be recruiting if you didn't want them to succeed what you want is the candidate to succeed and that they want to as well so they want to progress within your company and they want to do well and unfortunately there are some people that 
don't they come in the thing mm. no but some people don't want to progress either and they're quite happy at a lower level yes i think we sometimes think that everyone's got to be ambitious and they don't you need lots of people who just turn up and do a good job day in day out yes you need a mix yeah absolutely yeah you do need the mix absolutely but you just don't need people who want to be totally ambitious no and the problem is some people can be ambitious but not capable of doing it i mean there's the old saying isn't there that your shop floor ends up being the shop floor manager and ends up hating it because he hasn't got the management skills but he was brilliant on the yeah. shop floor and it's about gauging that correctly because people think they should be ambitious and you think well i want to help them and i want them to develop through my business but actually it's the wrong thing and you end up losing them and they lose confidence and faith in what they were trying to achieve. So even ambition and progression is something that's really difficult to manage, and you've got to be careful, because yes. you can end up losing your best employee that's been with you for 20-odd years, because everyone's put him into a management role, and it's not what he wants, and it's hard to go back. Yes. So I think people need to take a step back and assess that that is the right thing for that individual. Well, the media have got happens. this view, you see, haven't you, that if you haven't got three um, A-levels... Mm. somehow in inadequate and yet for most jobs that are useful you don't need the qualification you don't need to understand quadratic equations no um but you've got to have a good attitude yeah and that means you want to do a good job and you want to learn yes um lots of jobs it's, it's quite amazing if you look at the jobs that are learned on the job the skills like even builders mm -hmm. bricklayers joiners you learn on the job uh, and academia is almost irrelevant yeah because it's a physical and it's a skill that you learn doing, not reading a textbook. That's right. Or people working in factories, generally speaking, operate complicated machines. Yes. But they, but don't, they don't get that from reading a book. No. They get that from watching, observing, doing, trying. And, and learning. Else. Yeah. You, wanna, you know, and, and we're all different. And, and quite a lot of people are criticised this for saying that they're not ambitious if it's a criticism. It isn't. No. It's just a statement of the fact. And we need people like that. Absolutely. To do the routine things to make our lives better. Even in my business, if I had, you know, administrators that just wanted to be brilliant administrators, that's fantastic. You know, they don't have to become a business partner, a HR advisor, because actually admin is the start of everything that comes in our business. And without it, we don't function. So actually, I would love administrators to come in our business and go, I just want to be the best administrator you've ever had. Yeah. You know, but majority of them do come in and go, I want to learn all about HR. I want well, to. Well, that's okay then, isn't it? You it see? is a balance. Except yeah. maybe you're recruiting the wrong people, you see. Maybe you're recruiting people that's at too high a level. Um, Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. What about working from home? That's something that's. <laughs> and, and the four day a week, there's two things that seem to be. Yeah, they're two very different things. So four days a week, I love the principle and we want to try it where we are. But currently, we're just not set up to do it at the moment. We're not in a position. But, but it your is, customers need you five days a week. Or they six need days us a five week. days a week. So it's not clear that we close on a Friday. Yeah. So then we've got to have the staffing level and be able to cover holiday and sickness and make sure that we would always have the resilience that we need. So that is something for the future for us. We've discussed it as a company, as a team. And everybody likes the principle, but we all agree at this moment, the size we are, it's not quite right for us. So I can see true value for that. I've been talking to a solicitor's firm in Leeds and they did it because they had a huge attrition issue. Um, so they had people getting offered jobs £20,000 more than they could offer. They were a small family run firm. They couldn't compete with that. So overnight they said, right, we're going to four days a week. Now, they only do it for the solicitors because the paralegals and their administrators are there five days a week. 
Um, that wouldn't work in our business if we just let the business partners off. So that's part of it's a bit the, unfair, that isn't it? It is a bit unfair. I kind of get it from a paralegal. They're working towards something, and you know their aspiration is to become a solicitor. Then they get the privilege of the four days a week. But for us, if we're going to do it, it's for everybody. It's not just for the top layer. So it's definitely something I'd love to do because I think my team work very hard. And I'd love to think that they could come in for four days and have that extra day where they do the chores. So on a weekend, they've got family time. And I love it. I love the idea. So what about working from home then? Working from home, I am torn. I've got to be honest. Personally, for my business, it doesn't work. Yes, we did it through COVID. It creates twice as much work because you're having to ring everybody. You're having to have team meetings. You, You know, all the things you do in the office. But when you're interacting in the office, it's different. Um... My team asked to come back early, so as really? soon as we could come back, we were in the office. Uh, we were decorated at the time, so it ended up being about July, um, and we've been back in the office ever since. So they've been there since July, even when the, the other lockdowns came, we kept going. We put all the safety measures in, we got air sanitizers to ensure 99% of surfaces were clean and the infection didn't spread. I have to say, touch wood, we had no COVID until this year. And then it was mild, but virtually the whole team have had it. Um, So I think for some sectors, certainly my experience, accountancy, they've absolutely flourished with their accountants working from home. They've been able to work on an evening, flexible, be able to do what they need to do. They've done really well. We all know Microsoft and Google have made it work for years. The technical element, I think they need that concentration, that focus space so that they can work. I think for them, it's brilliant. I think what you've got to be careful of is the team spirit, the working together, the interaction and the loneliness. I think COVID highlighted to a lot of people, actually not seeing people, staying at home, this isn't for me, I need interaction, I need to get out. And then you've got the other people who like to stay at home because they've got deliveries and they've got the dogs that like to go yeah. for walking and So it depends on the person and the job, doesn't it? It's about character. It's about the job. It's about many factors. If you work on a production line, you can't do you it. You can't do it. And manufacturing didn't. They couldn't do it. So, yeah, I think it depends on the person. Some people don't mix as well as others. No. Um, and it depends on the job as well. You've got to, you know, something that's uh, based on a computer, I suppose, can be done anywhere. Yeah. But it's still lonely, isn't it? And again, I think yeah, characteristic, people, you've got to be in that But I think there are some mindset. people who tend to be lonely, they tend not to mix well. Mm. Or, you know, I think it depends on the person uh, and the job. Mm. And I think it's also important to mix it, of course, to have meetings in the office or big days when you go in. And I think it's important to switch off. I think a lot of us were working from kitchen tables, dining room tables, and then the family come home and you were still in that environment. You yeah. didn't have that break. Where if you drive to work, whether yeah. it be five minutes or an hour... You have that separation. And you think through what you're going to do as well, don't you? You plan it, don't yeah. you? Have I had a good day? What do I need to do tomorrow? Yeah. How's it gone? You reflect. It's kind of all those things. Your dining room table, the kids come in and they want tea, and you're like, oh, right. You, you know. Yeah. Well, when I work from home, I eat more, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's because the cupboard's working. there. Yeah, yeah, the fridge is too <laughs> handy. And but at work, I don't think about it. So yes. it's, it's, how, it's we are strange things. And that's why I say it's split, I think. Yeah. For some, it's amazing. For others, I just don't think it works. An interesting question for you. If you were Prime Minister for the day, what would you do differently? Oh, my goodness. Wow. What would I do differently? Nothing. No, there's a lot I would <laughs> oh, do. Too much. Yeah, there's too much I would do, if I'm honest. Well, give me some ideas. Let's... I think from a HR perspective, I think you know companies do have to jump through hoops with employees. 
I think, you know, if an employee has something against you, it's for the employer to prove that they didn't do anything wrong. And I think it needs to come around a little bit more to give companies protection. Right. Um, so for me, I think there needs to be a bit more of a balanced approach. I think there's too many loopholes that an employee can accuse you of something because they're disgruntled and they want to leave. Now, arguably, from a HR point of view, you wouldn't want them disgruntled, so you would try and prevent that in the first place. But some people, you just can't help. It is just the nature. They go out to look for something, and then they use other things to attack yeah. you. So I think companies need a little bit So you think it's too one-sided? I do. I've always said it's got to swing back round. And I think because of COVID, I think a lot of that hasn't happened. So I think there needs to be a revamp of some of the employment legislation. And I think giving employers a little bit more power to employ the people that are right for their business, not because law says they should be with your business. Yeah. So for me, that's quite a passionate thing. And I think minimum wage is another thing, but we could do a whole podcast on minimum wage. What do you mean you would raise it? No. <laughs> the problem with minimum wage is all it does is lift everything else. I think the problem with the minimum wage, in my opinion, is it's taking a lot of jobs away from people. Yes. There are people, everyone isn't a breadwinner, and there are people who would like a, an easy job and accept a lower wage rate. I think I've, we've had this conversation and jobs, before. And those jobs have gone. Yeah. And they're illegal to do those jobs. Exactly. But there are people willing to do it and they're not being taken advantage of they or the abused. They would be happy to do it. Yeah. And we don't have that freedom to do that. Yeah, but I also understand the other side of it, of why we have it to stop abuse. But I think we I know, need some see, flexibility. I think, I think employees that abuse people lose out in the long run. You know, I agree. it's like taking care of your employees and taking care of your customers makes commercial sense as well as it's nice to do. So I think bad employers will end up defeating themselves, actually, because people will move on. Exactly. And you lose your good staff. So you don't need all these things in place to stop it happening because no. it'll stop eventually anyway. That's right. Well, thank you, Nikki, for your time today. And thank you for listening to this edition of the Spot On Podcast. Like and subscribe to keep in touch with future editions coming your way soon.